Welcome to Rav Shalom Orish's Amuna class QA. This is our third part with Leron Mazor. We already see him on the screen. And the big merit tonight is we have the Rav sitting right here. Thank God everyone's here together, even from Joburg. That's right, with Leron Mazor is joining us. We're dedicating our Amuna class to the success of Leron Mazor in all and to the full healing of Tovalea Bas Rivka. And also Gedalia's son, Yerachmil Danil Ben Toba Basha, to be rid of their illnesses and all of us to be rid of this Corona challenge and all have a Rafur Shlema. We appreciate your dedication to our Muna classes. Thank you. We really do. Okay, so first we're going to go, go through all our beautiful, appreciated feedback and questions to remind us again the Rav about the Amuna coaching and us again about the exercises and workshop at Targilim. We're already holding by number five. We went back to number one. So we're going to go again with the way the Rav wants to go. And we're going to start to hear your feedback before we do that. Baruch Hashem. Shalom, dear Rav. Shalom, Arush. Rav Elgod, Rav Goldsmith. Greetings from Colombia. Wow. We've got people from Colombia joining us. And Tadaraba Yudke. And this is from Baruch Hashem Sidkenu Hakola Tova. That's right. Everything's for the good. Hi. Rabbi Yonatan Galed, I love your classes. They're incredible. Thank you so much. I love your accent. You speak English very well. Thank you. This is another person. Thank you so much. It was awesome. The last Amuna class answered my question. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for these series. It's so special to be able to reach the Rav. Wow. God bless you all. Okay. And now we just remind everyone that we had a Hanukkah tour with uh, Kazakh. And the, lo- the link is still live. AmunaLive.com. It's an opportunity to partner with the Rav throughout the whole year. And it was a very special series we had with Rav Dayan Elgar translating so beautifully. And we appreciate both the Rav and Rav Dayan Elgar joining us to translate with Liron Mazur. And we're going to go straight into the third part of Liron Mazur's intro to his beautiful course, Soulful Money. This is the third part, and it's called The Garden of Riches. I wonder where he got that name from. Liron, <laughs> <laughs> for shame, shall we? Where where do you get the name? Thanks, Thanks Eli. You know the, the, the name's really from uh, the Rav's book called The Garden of Riches. Oh. And uh, I've read most of his books, and so many of them have really made such a big impact in my life that I, I wanted to make sure that I included in my course and anything I did about teaching people about wealth creation. A lot of the material I wanted to come from the Rav. So to not make my subject matter based on the Rav's book wouldn't be fair, and also wouldn't be honourable. And um, I think with that, Limi, maybe if you don't mind, let's maybe stick into some of the questions, if that's good for you. Yes, please. Great. So in the book, The Garden of Riches, the first chapter is on debt, which the rap describes as a disease of today's generation. The de- de- debt, as we know, affects both rich and poor people. The first question I'd like to start off with is how does debt affect us spiritually and why does it block our channels of divine abundance? שאלה ראשונה, כבוד הרב, הרב דיבר בספר שלו בגן העושר על הנושא שהחוב זה המגפה היום של הדור שמשפיעה על עשירים ועניים. והשאלה הראשונה היא, למה חוב משפיע עלינו מבחינה רוחנית, ולמה הוא חוסם את צינורות השפע האלוקי? שאלה באמת לה... Why does death affect us spiritually is very simple. A person needs to be a slave only of Hashem Isparach. A person has got to be free, having a connection only with Hashem. Once a person owes money to someone else, the verse says, A person who takes a loan is a slave to the person who gave him his money. Like I wrote in my book, when you owe someone else money, 
then all the abundance that you're supposed to have goes to the person who you owe him the money. Why? Because our sages say that anything that a slave buys belongs not to him, it belongs to his master. Being a person who is in debt already means that you're not living with a proper emunah, with a proper faith. A person needs to live only with what Hashem gives him. If he's lacking, he should ask it from the Creator. Smile. <laughs> yes, they're on. We hear you. Yeah, I've got you. Thank you. So what let's... are the implications of failing to pay back debt? My maravash lachot shall Michel Lomeshel Metahov Shalom. No translation needed, right? <laughs> <laughs> A person who doesn't pay his debts is in such a dire situation, there's not even the correct word to describe in what a terrible situation he is and what's going to happen to him. I know people who do not pay their debts and they're in such terrible situation. They're never able to pay what they owe and their situation is disastrous. A person who doesn't pay his debts is called a rosha. That's what it says. Loverasha, someone who takes money and he does not pay, is a rosha, an evil person. What are the benefits of being ethical, honest, and responsible when dealing with debt and personal he will succeed. Because Hashem is with him. Rav, what is the impact that debt can have on one's children? What are the this is something that we can see. When a person pays his payments on time, that is not considered to be a person who's in debt. It won't harm him or his children. Home, 
אז כבר, אז ודאי זה מה, זה משהו. אין פה אבא בכלל, יש פה בן אדם מסכן. Debt starts harming a person when he does not pay his payments on time. A person who doesn't pay what he owes is already persecuted. He feels haunted. He feels chased. He's constantly worried. Where is he going to get the money? His situation, mental and spiritual, is unstable. Such a person, he's not even a father to his children. It is worth a person's while. to give up anything and everything, just not to be in debt to others. And certainly and certainly those who take debts from what's called the black market, the gray market. Those people hit rock bottom. They reach situations which are so disastrous one can't imagine. Leron, we need you. Sorry, thanks. I wasn't sure if I was still talking or not. Very good. In the second chapter in your book, You speak about a person's livelihood and that it's drawn down down through the light of a woman's soul and how money comes through a person's spouse. Please can the rub explain this in more detail and provide practical steps of how someone can implement, implement this in their lives today. בפרק השני כבוד הרב מדבר על כך שהפרנסה יורדת לאדם דרך אשתו. האם הרב בבקשה יכול להרחיב ולתת עצות פרקטיות איך אנחנו יכולים ליישם את זה בחיי היום-יום שלנו היום? כמה חז"ל דיברו על זה שאדם זוכר לכבד את אשתו, זו מימרה מפורשת בחז"ל, לא סתם שאדם יהיה לו פרס, אין לו עשירות. His wife, he has a livelihood. This is a specific Gomorrah, that when a person respects his wife, not only will he have a good livelihood, he'll be rich. <laughs> Respect your wives and become rich. The root and the soul of money is equal and is from the same place as the root and the soul of the woman. <coughs> Since money and the woman have the same source, when a person respects his wife, her soul grows and is happy, it expands. And then, due to that, the abundance that a person has only grows and expands too. A person needs to have a daily set time on working how to respect his wife. אדם צריך שכל יום יהיה לו זמן שהוא יושב לבד עם הקדוש ברוך הוא. Every single day a person has to have an amount of time where he sits alone with Hashem. ומספר לעצמו. And he tells himself. כמה טובות אשתו עושה לו. How many good things his wife is doing for him. וככה הוא, שהוא רואה כמה טובות שהיא עושה לו. And when he, see, when he sees all the good things that his wife does for him. אז הוא גם אוהב אותה, ממש. He loves her, he really loves her. וגם הוא ממש מכבד אותה ו... And he truly respects her. הוא צריך להתפלל על זה יום-יום. תגיד מה יש בו, תעזור לי. תגיד לה היום מילים חדשות, יפות. שמח אותה. 
And he has to pray for this daily, saying to Hashem, Hashem, help me, telling my wife new words, words that will make her happy, words that will show her my respect. This is a daily, daily work. My son brought someone over to me so that I can help them have domestic peace and tranquility. I said to that person, every single day I pray for my own Shalom Bais. My son was shocked. He said to me, Father, you pray on a daily basis for Shalom Bais, for domestic peace and tranquility? I said to him, Thank Hashem I have Sholem Bais, but I need my Sholem Bais to keep growing. I say to Hashem every single day, Thank you Hashem for having Sholem Bais. And I ask Hashem that I'll be able today to say to her new things that will make her happier. I say every day, thank you for all the good things my wife does for me. And I pray on a daily basis that I will be able to say to her today things that will make her happy. We can see people who are 60, 70 years old suddenly going to get a divorce. How can that be? You married off all your children. They have grandchildren. What, now they're thinking of looking for their new soulmate? No. What's the cause for this situation? As long as he was young and he had a physical lust for his wife and they had children together, he felt he needed his wife and he managed to cope with the situation. <laughs> now when he's already 60, 70 years old, he has no physical lust anymore. And now, he doesn't know how to connect to his wife. Even in the previous years, he wasn't really connected to his wife. It was just a physical connection. But at least in those years, there was some sort of connection whatsoever. Now the physical connection doesn't exist. And he doesn't know how to connect to her on another, on another plane. And of course, he doesn't have all this work that I wrote about in the book, The Garden of Peace. So she is unable to be with him anymore. And he, and he himself is now disrespecting her. He also can't stand being with his wife anymore. This whole concept of connecting to your wife means a true and real connection. Our sages say that Hashem did not find a vessel that can contain a greater blessing than peace, 
in domestic peace and tranquility. <laughs> when your wife is happy, <laughs> the house is happy, <laughs> and certainly Hashem is happy. <laughs> And then there's a house, a home. And if you don't have that, it's Gehenim, it's hell. That's not a house, that's not a home. That's why working on your Sholem Bais, on your domestic peace and tranquility, is something you have to do on a daily basis. Saying thank you for all the good things she did. Praying to Hashem how you'll be able to say to her new words that will make her happy. This is a daily work that never stops. Smile. <laughs> Thanks, Rav. How does anger affect one, one's livelihood? איך כבוד הרב כעס משפיע על הפרנסה של האדם? רבנו כותב בכותב מרן, שכשאדם כועס, כל פעם לפני שבשמיים כותבים צ'ק. רבי נחמן רייטס נקוטי מהרן, that when a person is angry, that means that every single time before that, they write a check in the heavenly realm, and they give him an experience, a trial of anger. If he's not angry, he'll receive the check. If he does get angry, they'll tear the check up. Rabbi Nachman Abreslov says every single time a person is angry, that means that he just now lost an abundance of livelihood that they wanted to give him from the heavenly realm. <laughs> כבוד הרב, מה זה אמונה, מה זה ביטחון, ולמה זה כל כך חשוב בתור אחד היסודות של הצלחה כלכלית? ביטחון זה אמונה שלמה. ביטחון, confidence, is complete faith. מה זה ביטחון? What is ביטחון? What is confidence? שאדם בטוח, when you're confident, that the Creator loves you, and He's always done with you only good things, and He always does with you only good things, and He will only do with you in the future only good things. That is considered to be a person who is confident. He's in the hands of the Creator who loves him and will only do good for him. That's why he's confident and he has no worries because it says that worries cause a person to lose his livelihood. So that means that a person who's confident is not worried. And when a person is confident, that is the vessel to receive the abundance from Hashem. Thanks, Rav. Rav, how do we trust that we will get our set allocated amount for the year from Hashem? How does this impact the way we should act in our business or working dealings? And it ties in with the previous question about Emunah and Bitachon. כבוד הרב, איך אנחנו יכולים להיות בטוחים שאנחנו נקבל את הסכום שהוקצב לנו מדי שנה בשנה, ואיך זה אמור להשפיע על ההתנהלות העסקית שלנו כל שנה, וזה מתקשר לשאלה הקודמת על אמונה וביטחון. אדם צריך לדעת שאנחנו בידיים טובות, ובואי עולם, מה שיעשה איתנו זה מיליון אחוז הכי טוב, הוא יודע, זה לא, כתוב שלא ניתנה תורה אלא לאוכלי המן. למה? כי המן היה יורד כל יום. מי, ש... מי שדואג, אולי מחר לא ירד מן, הוא לא יכול לקבל את התורה. We need to know 
that we are in good hands, in the hands of the Creator, and He will only do good things for us and take care of us. Our sages say that the Torah was given to those who ate the manna. The manna. Why is that? Because it came down on a daily basis. A person who was worried that maybe tomorrow he will not get the manna, then that such a person, he can't receive the Torah. Why does the Holy Gemara say that a person who says the chapter in Tehillim, three times a day, he is a person who will inherit the afterlife? What is it, so easy to be a person who will inherit the afterlife? Let's say it ten times a day. <laughs> Some people say that chapter in Tehillim in half a minute. Still say it for ten times, it will take them five minutes. <laughs> Not three times, he'll say it ten times and he'll inherit the afterlife. The Gemara says, no, that's not the reason. The reason is because in that chapter of Tehillim, we have the verse that speaks about the emunah, the faith of a person's livelihood. A person who has faith that Hashem is the one that gives you your livelihood, he is a person who will inherit the afterlife. That means we're talking about a spiritual level. It is a spiritual level knowing that Hashem provides. Such a person will never be worried, will never be scared. He will give a lot of charity. He will do a lot of good deeds because he knows that Hashem provides him with the money he needs. Thanks, Rav. Um, Rav, how does sorrow and sadness destroy wealth? And what can we do to focus on always being besimcha? כבוד הרב, איך דאגה ועצבות הורסים את כל הנושא של העשירות, ומה עושים כדי להיות תמיד בשמחה? Truly it says in the book of medicine, the book of virtues, that a person who's happy all the time is successful. And it is known that sadness is also called anger. And sadness is what causes a person to lose his wealth and livelihood. And worrying causes a person to lose his wealth and livelihood. There are no three options. You either believe or you don't believe. If you believe, you're happy. And if you're not happy, that means that you don't believe. All the path that we teach, the path of prayer, the path of Isboidus, the path of believing in Hashem, that is the path in order to buy true and complete faith. That is also the path to wealth and riches. Thanks, Rav. What is the benefit of saying Because that means that a person is learning faith on a daily basis. I wrote in the book, The Garden of Riches, the interpretation and the meaning of Parashat Aman. I wrote a little bit, there's a lot to write, but I wrote just a bit. At 
אז זה נותן לאדם את האמונה ש... שאין מה לדאוג על פרנסה, גם לא, לא יודע מה יהיה, אז הקשבור יוריד לו לבית שלו אמן, מה יש פה לדאוג? But at least what I wrote, if a person reads it on a daily basis, he will understand that there's nothing to worry about, that Hashem provides, and that if he doesn't have anything, Hashem will give him manna into his own home. Thanks, Ron. Why is it so important to show respect to our parents? And how does this affect one's income? מדוע כבוד הרב זה כל כך חשוב לכבד את ההורים שלנו, ואיך זה משפיע על הפרנסה שלנו? כי זה צינות של שפע. כל אחד יש לו... איך אדם מגיע לעולם הזה? דרך ההורים שלו. אז גם השפע שלו, זה, יש צינורות שעוברים דרך ההורים שלו. A person's abundance goes through pipelines, and those pipelines go through a person's parents. אם אדם, אפילו שאדם לא רואה אותם בעיניים, אבל יש צינורות. Even though a person cannot see these pipelines in his own eyes, he should know these pipelines exist. כשאדם מכבד את ההורים שלו, אז יש לו, הכל פתוח לו. When a person respects his parents, everything is open. And heavens forbid, when a person does not respect his parents, he is disconnected him, disconnecting himself, severing the connection between him and these pipelines. Wow. So we've reached the point where, thank God, Le Ramazor has covered the class beautifully and he's given us 14 amazing questions from the Garden of Riches, teachings from Rav Sholom Arush, which we recommend you go to amunalive.com to partner and breslev.co.al to be part of the books. So the link is in the stream. We also have breslev.com as well. And you can see that there. And there's also a phone number. You can partner with the Rav. You can read the books yourself. But the big thing is that someone like Leron Mazur, what he's done is taken the teachings and created a splendid course that we've been blessed to be part of these three special classes. You can go back to part one and part two and part three. And that's just an intro to Leron Mazur's beautiful course, Soulful Money, which he, we have the link below in the video. And we recommend you join Leron Mazur. And please, God, we'll have the opportunity to host the Ramazor in person soon, in the right time, in the Holy Land, and his family. Please, God, Amen. all well, and everyone being well and healthy. And we really appreciate it. We do have one more question for the Rav, that last week someone was knocking away, was banging away at the, at the YouTube chat again and again and again, um, asking this question. And we didn't get around to it because, of, thank God, it was a very um, popular um, class with Daniel Katz being here. Um, so we'll just get to the question now as live feedback. Baruch Hashem, Rab, question, how to deal with getting upset with Hashem, God forbid, or having resentment towards Him, Chas V'Sholem. Shalai Kvod Arav, Ech Litmodedi Madam, Sheyesh Lo Kas, Vetina Klape Hashem. Ech Ucha Amu Litmodedi Marigashot Ele Sheyesh Lo. זאת השאלה שהבן אדם עצמו הכעסן שואל... הבן אדם עצמו הוא הכעסן, הוא שואל את זה, הוא מרגיש טינה, הוא מרגיש כעס כלפי השם חלילה וחס. איך הוא אמור להתמודד עם זה? חייב ללמוד את הספרים שלהם, חייב לדעת שכל זה הטעות, זה כמו שהכל דמיונות שהוא חי בהם. Such a person must learn my books. He needs to know this is a mistake. These are imaginations that he is living through. Because the ABC that a person needs to know is that Hashem loves you. It is not faith. It is knowledge. רוב, רוב, מי שכל, מי ש... 
הוא אבא, הרוב כאילו כמעט מאה אחוז, יש שיוצאים מן הכלל, אבל רוב, מאה אחוז מסערבות, הם אוהבים את הילדים שלהם ורוצים לתת להם כל טוב. Nearly 100% of fathers, there are a few exceptions, but nearly 100% of fathers love their children and they want to give them all the goodness that they can. No, it's a little bit of a class. It's a little bit of a class. The exceptions are very few. We're talking now about the general fathers. It's a little bit of a class. A person needs to know that the great father, he certainly loves all of his creations. And he only wants them to have good things and goodness to happen to them. And that's why this person who's asking the question must learn my books. in order to get the proper and the true understanding and wisdom. Smile. Eli, would it be possible for me to ask the Rav another question? Yes, please, Laron, go ahead. Thank you. But after Thank we do that, we do need to get to our Muna exercise. Get some... לירון, כבוד הרב, לירון רוצה לשאול שאלה אחרונה, ואחרי זה הרב רוצים שאנחנו נגיע לתרגיל הנוסף שלנו באמונה על השבוע. איזה תרגיל יומי הרב יכול בבקשה להציע למישהו שרוצה שיהיה לו עשירות והצלחה בחיים שלו? תרגיל חיובי יומי שהוא יעשה. באמת, התרגיל שאני רוצה ללמוד היום עם כולם, It's an exercise that will help everyone also from the point of livelihood and wealth. In our coaching we've learned so far, we've had several stages that we've learned. And then I thought to myself, but there are people who are sad. ממש, מצב, ממש, הם לא יכולים בכלל לדבר עם הבורא בכלל. Truly their situation is such that they're not even able to speak to the creator. בכלל כל התרגים, אז בכלל משך לאותו בן אדם שהוא עצוב. So all these exercises are not relevant for this person who is feeling so sad and upset. So I thought to myself, I set forward with my coaching exercises for people who are normal people, regular people, people who have a bit of faith, people who can speak to Hashem. That is what I thought. And then I met people who are so sad they're unable to even open their mouths and speak to Hashem. Oh, stop, stop, stop. So that's why I said to myself, stop, stop, stop. The coaching starts with knowing that there's a beginning to all the other beginnings. What is the beginning of all beginnings? That is happiness, simcha. When a person has happiness, he has the beginning. And then we can start progressing with him with the first exercise, the second exercise. But if he has no happiness, there's no one to even work with. That's why, because of the reality I came to meet, I said that exercise number one is, are you happy 
are you not happy? If you're happy, come on, let's proceed. If you're not, stop. Let's now learn how to be happy, and that is exercise number one. That's why whenever a person wants to enter the Amunah coaching, the first thing you've got to test is, are you happy? If you are, come on, let's progress. If you're not happy, stop. Let's learn how to be happy. Good. So a person who is not happy, he's sad, what is he supposed to do? He must understand, and we're going to speak only a little bit, a little bit about happiness and sadness. Rabbi Nachman of Breslov says that all diseases come from simcha being ruined, not from sadness, but from simcha being ruined. When a person is sad, the judgment of Hashem lies upon him. The Holy Zohar says that Hashem hates sadness. That means that sadness is really and truly the dark side. And Hashem hates it. That's why a person needs to do everything to get out of the situation of being sad and to become happy. Certainly it's very important if a person can learn. I wrote about happiness in several books, but especially in my book, The Garden of Wisdom. He needs to do his bodus and speak to Hashem. When I don't have happiness, I dedicate half an hour every single day praying to Hashem. Hashem, give me faith, give me happiness. And I repeat it again and again and again. And I do another half an hour and another half an hour and another half an hour until I have happiness and faith. Certainly, in order to be happy all the time, you have to work on a daily basis on cheshbon nefesh, on giving judgment to everything that you've done this day. But a person needs to be strong, knowing that if he's not happy, the first and primal thing that he's got to do is pray to Hashem, Hashem, give me happiness. I'm not leaving here until you give me happiness. And once a person is happy, he will succeed in his livelihood and have wealth. So, Laron, we have people, thank God, reaching out um, through different, you know, ways through YouTube and Facebook. So we're just going to go ahead, you know, with our final questions. If, if the Rav, we have more time, a few more minutes. Yeah. Hashem, and maybe we'll sing a little bit together, get, get a matzah before we leave, some simcha. Um, the, the question is, what is the best method to search for your zivug? Through a shatran or through various 
social media Jewish dating apps. שואלים כבוד הרב, מהי הדרך הנכונה והטובה ביותר למצוא את הזיווג של האדם? דרך שדכן או דרך כל מיני תוכנות במדיה החברתית ובאינטרנט שעוסקות בשידוכים? הדרך הכי טובה, אם הוא בחור זכר, שקודם כל ללמוד את הספר בגלל השלום, טוב טוב בעיון. The best way to find your soulmate is if you're not married yet to learn the book. The Garden of Peace. If you're a male, to learn the book, The Garden of Peace, intensely and deeply. Because Rabbi Nachman Abreslav writes in the Kutei Moharan, in the second part, chapter 89, that the wisdom and the knowledge, that is what makes all the matches. That is the greatest matchmaker of all. When a young man learns the book, The Garden of Peace, with deep understanding and properly and intensely, he has the knowledge and wisdom and receives it. And then he will easily be able to connect with his spouse. And he will easily find her. And for the young women, <laughs> They should first and foremost learn the book, The Garden of Emuna. And they will merit to pray. And also the young men need to pray for this matter to finding their spouse and soulmates. That is the number one matchmaker in the world believing in Hashem. He knows who your soulmate is. He will be able to bring you together. He will be able to set everything right. And after a person has done this spiritual part, which is praying to Hashem and learning the books, and he also wants to do an effort. Really, if a person has faith in Emuna, he doesn't have to do any more effort than that. But he feels that his Emuna is not that strong. He does want to make a certain effort. Certainly a matchmaker is much better wife. If the matchmaker is a God-fearing person and a person with credibility, that he knows both sides, and he knows that according to halacha you've got to say the whole truth, He's not looking just to glue two people together, to lie. All these matchmaking sites, they are successful here and there, but the main thing is praying to Hashem. Hashem, have mercy on me, guard me, allow me only to meet someone who's good for me, not to meet someone who's not good for me. Praying on a daily basis and believing in Hashem. Wow, what a class, everyone. Thank you so much. We did have someone reach out already and suggest for the next class to focus on belief um, and becoming in comparison, excuse me, to knowledge. We had a similar kind of concept with Daniel Katz with elevating the heart and the mind, but we'll think about that if that's the next theme for the next class. We appreciate all your feedback. And we also have potentially very nice guests coming in the next few weeks. 
but we are in a lockdown here in Jerusalem, so we have to be careful exactly how far away they are. Thank God we all live local, so we're all according to the chok, according to the law. But um, please, everyone pray that we should in the next few weeks go out of this story and be able to have guests from the whole world. On me. And everyone, we should be able to come to you in person, the Rav Shalev Koyach, and we should keep going ahead. Keep sharing. Amuna, let's sing a song, please. Thank you, Laurent and Mazor again, and Soulful Money, great course, amazing. Let's sing a song. Yeah. <laughs> Good evening. We need something that deals maybe with livelihood. Yeah. עד בלי די, או טוב להודות. טוב, טוב, טוב להודות לשם, טוב להודות לשם, ולזמר לשמחה עליון. טוב להודות לשם, טוב להודות לשם, ולזמר לשמחה עליון. היה להגיד בבוקר, בבוקר חסדך, ואמונתך בלילות. ולהגיד בבוקר, בבוקר חסדך,